everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Teresa Reese, and y'all know how we do it. I normally read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry, but I am not going to do that on today, um, nor am I going to read a letter to my future hubby. I just wanted to talk to y'all for a moment. So, I'm sure y'all have heard, when people show you who they are, believe them. How often do we do the exact opposite? We could very well see a person for who they are, and yet we begin to make excuses. We begin to say, oh, they're just having a bad day, oh, it's that time of the month, oh, they just got some bad news, oh, we will make excuses until the cows come home. But the reality of it is, is that people are who they are, period. That's just who they are. And so instead of making excuses as to why it is that they speak to you a certain way, why it is they treat you a certain way, why it is that they behave a certain way when they're in your presence, why it is that whenever you have a conversation with them, you start to hear the matters of their heart concerning you. And, I mean, hear. When you finally take a moment to listen to the words that are coming out of people's mouths, you will definitely hear the matters of their heart concerning you. If you speak about a certain subject long enough, if you speak about a certain person long enough, people can't hide who they are. They cannot. Eventually it's going to come out of their pores. Eventually it's going to manifest. And so that goes twofold. This is not just in regards to when you are seeing them in a negative light, it's also when you are seeing them in a positive light. Because a lot of times when we see someone in a positive light, we question if they are genuine. We question whether or not, like, no, that can't be, that can't really be who they are. People ain't like this no more. But the reality is, is that there are still genuine, heartfelt people in this world that are not out to hurt you, that that is the furthest thing from their mind. They're not trying to hurt you. They don't desire to hurt you. It's not in their heart to hurt you. They would do everything to avoid hurting you. There are still those type of people in this world. But I believe that the way that we've been programmed is to always be on the defense to be on the defense in regards to, oh, okay, so when you say you care about me, do you really care about me or no? In a a way that it actually prevents us from experiencing some of the best relationships. And so as I journey on this avenue of singleness, I know that Sharonda Rhimes, oh, I hope I said her name right, Lord. Maybe I didn't. Shonda Rhimes. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The one that created Grey's Anatomy. I can't think of her name right now. I think it's Shonda Rhimes. She had 
did an actual test, and she said for, I believe it was like for 30 days, she was like, I'm just going to say yes to everything. So whenever she would get ready to go to a meeting or something and her daughter would say, Mom, can we play? She would stop right then in her tracks and she would play with her daughter. And the whole purpose of that, saying yes, was teaching her so much about herself because she had been denying some of the finer things in life. And one thing I understand is that even when you get to the point that you begin to desire to enjoy the finer things in life, people, some people will have a problem with it. So they, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy how people can be. They're going to feel a certain way if you're sad. They're going to feel a certain way if you're happy. They're going to feel a certain way if you're content. They're going to feel a certain way if you're mad. <laughs> Some people, it's, they're just, that's just how they are. And so instead of you waiting for them to come on board, instead of you waiting for them to come into agreement, instead of you waiting for them to, to give you the approval that you may desire on the deep, deep down on the inside, do you, boo. And I mean that with the, sincere, the most sincerity. <laughs> I mean that. Because, um, yeah, you could be putting your happiness on pause for the sake of people pleasing. And maybe that's the reason why I wanted to talk to y'all is because I'm starting to realize that even when you're trying to denounce certain aspects of yourself, when you like, because with me, I discovered a long time ago that people pleasing was one of my weaknesses. And so as I'm going and trying to transform myself and oh, my goodness, discover who I am and who I was before I let all these opinions get in the way, what I realize is that people-pleasing still has a way of resurfacing. Maybe now the difference is, though, is that I can recognize it a lot faster. I can change the shift. I mean, I can recognize the change and the shift in energy. I wasn't able to do that before. I can recognize when the tone changes, when you're sharing good news with someone and before, when you were just talking about regular stuff, they were good. But the minute that you share your joy, it's like, uh, where's the uh coming from? <laughs> Can you not be sincerely happy for me? Inquiring minds want to know. Um, it's as if as long as you are downtrodden or as long as you're sad, some people feel better that way. And then when you start to elevate and get happy and excited about life and about the things that are manifesting in your world and the success, some people start to feel a certain type of way. But you got to check yourself too, honey. You got to look, and there may be times that someone is sharing a good report with you because I've had to do this with myself. Um, they may be sharing a good report with me, and I pay attention to how I react, and I do that on purpose, because I don't want to be a person that is harboring a spirit of jealousy, a spirit of envy, a spirit of covetedness. I don't want to be that person. So I'm constantly having to check myself, constantly. Be, and I love to rejoice for people, but it's something that I had to practice. It didn't come naturally. It's something that I literally had to practice in terms of rejoicing for others and being completely and wholeheartedly elated for the accomplishments and the breakthroughs and the the highs of their lives, understanding that God has no respect 
character of persons and even if this is this person's season, it doesn't mean that your season is not coming. It may be may be delayed, but it is never denied. And so once I began to recognize that, it became easier for me to rejoice for others. It became easier for me to celebrate others. It became a part of my DNA. And any time that I see that my automatic response is not rejoicing, even if I hear my tone shifting, then I spend time with myself to be like, where is that coming from? What exactly is going on? Are you feeling some type of way? If you are feeling some type of way, girl, why? Don't you care about the well-being of this individual? Don't you want to see them succeed? Don't you want to see them accomplish each and every one of their dreams unapologetically? Don't you want to see that happen? Don't you want to be there in the crowd clapping and celebrating and standing up, giving them a standing ovation because they did that and they did that well? Don't you want the invite? And even if you don't get the invite, don't you want that? And so once I recognized, okay, this is necessary, you've got to be willing to rejoice for others. So it's two things. You got to, when people show you who they are, honey, believe them when they show you. Don't try to make excuses for them. Don't try to sugarcoat it. Don't try to pretend like it's not what it really truly is. Do not lie to yourself. Don't deceive yourself in believing that it's something different. If they are showing you that that's who they are, you're either going to accept it or you're going to reject it. But whatever choice you make, don't draw back. Stick to your gun. If that's the choice that you make, it's like, okay, so you're not really good for me because the way you're set up, mm -mm, I can't deal with that. Try to part ways amicably um, because that's just a mature thing to do. The other thing is to rejoice. Rejoice for your friends. Rejoice for your family. Rejoice for strangers. Rejoice. Now, one thing, and this is how I knew. This is truly how I knew that I had a good heart. And I'm sure that's how you, how you can tell, too, if you have a good heart. Have y'all ever watched these shows? And one of them used to be The Home Makeover. That, was, that always brought me to tears. Every single time I would watch that show, I don't think I ever watched that show and didn't cry in the end. Um, another one is The Secret Boss. And I might be saying it wrong. I might have the title wrong or whatever. But whenever the boss, y'all know what I'm talking about, whenever the boss would show up, at, well, not everybody might not know, so let me tell y'all. So what would happen was the boss would be undercover. I think it's called Undercover Boss. So the boss would be undercover, and this boss may be a multimillionaire, honey. He'll go into a place of employment. This is before COVID-19. Go with me. Go with me. Walk with me. I'm taking you on a journey. So he would go or she would go in a disguise, and they would pick a low-level worker, and they would go in, and they would be introduced as the new employee. And so they would have one week to be trained by that particular worker. And at the end of the week, depending on how that person trained, how that person 
spoke and dealt with people, how the person ran the company. It may be a manager of a company sometimes. It could be a stock person. Some, it just depends. It could be a person that does stock. It just depends on what it was. It could be a restaurant, all that good stuff. So at the end of that week, the undercover boss would dress up like they normally would without the disguise. That worker would go, and I'm not, let me take that back. It might not be a low-level worker. It might be a manager, you know, but anyway, they weren't making what the owner was making. I'll put it like that. So that person would be invited to meet with this individual, and they're thinking they're going to see the same person that they've been training the whole time. So when they walk into this room, all of a sudden, this is a new the person cleaned up, ain't no disguise. They're just like, okay, who are you? <laughs> and so they're kind of, and then the um, undercover boss would be like, do you recognize me? And then they'll look a little closer, and then they're like, well, you look familiar. And then the um, undercover boss will say something to remind them of who they are, and they're like, no, that's not you. Next thing you know, the undercover boss is blessing them immensely. And I am that person that will cry my eyes out sitting right there watching it. I will cry my eyes out like I am the person that was training the undercover boss, and I am the person that the undercover boss is telling you, about, we're about to bless you with this, you can pay this off, we got a brand new car, here the keys, all this stuff. I'm crying like it's me, like I'm the person. That's how I knew that I am an empath. That's how I knew that I genuinely want the best for people. That's how I knew that I have a heart towards people that I want people to win. That's how I knew that I was a people's person. It's because when I see someone being blessed, I cry the tears of joy for them as if it were me in their shoes. And I've been doing that ever since I was a child. And so what I am starting to recognize is that because I have that type of heart, there are some people in this world that believe that they can treat you any kind of way, that they can talk to you any kind of way, and that you're just supposed to take it as is. And then when you make a conscious decision to part ways with that person because they don't mean you no earthly good, maybe in one season of their life they did, then they got hurt, or then life changed. Maybe they elevated, and then they felt like they were better than you at that point. Whatever their reasons for treating you the way they did, they began to mistreat you. And so when you recognize, I don't deserve to be treated this way. I deserve to be treated better. I deserve way more than what it is that you're willing to give. And then once you recognize, sometimes, you know, you may have to part quickly. Sometimes it may be a gradual change. But either way it goes, you just made a conscious decision to put you first. You do realize that that makes some people feel a certain type of way when you decide to go ahead and bless them with goodbye. Yeah, it does. It makes certain people feel a certain way when you decide to bless them with the gift of goodbye. But it's necessary. It's necessary for your growth. It's necessary for your peace of mind. It's necessary for change. It's necessary for change. So when Shonda Rhimes made the decision to say yes for that 30 days, she discovered so many things about herself. 
she discovered so, so much about herself. And so it was a beautiful, beautiful thing to listen to because in listening to her, now mind you, she's made so many shows, she's done so much, and it's like to hear her say, it helps her to, it's almost like resetting your life. It's almost like taking the time out to reset your life, to look at your life from a different perspective, to look at your life. Maybe you've been saying no to things that you should have been saying yes to. Maybe it's time for you to reset your life. Maybe it's time for you to get in connection with the people that truly want to see you win that don't have any ulterior motive other than to see you accomplish your goals so that they can be there. It's just like when you graduate. Like when you graduate, you know, you send out your invitations, and as soon as it's time, it's that day, people are sending you messages, sending you cards, sending you all these different accolades, like reward awards or whatever. I'm saying it wrong, gifts. So they're, you know, send you all these gifts. And when they send you all these gifts, you know, you're like, oh, my goodness, they're celebrating me. Oh, Lord, they're celebrating me. But the greatest reward is when you're walking across that stage and they hand you that degree and your crowd is standing up, screaming, cheering, ah, you know, all that kind of stuff and calling out your name and saying, you go, girl, and you go, boy. And There is something about that moment when you recognize y'all are really for me. Y'all are really for me. You feel just as much joy in my accomplishments as I feel in my accomplishments. You really are for me. Now, imagine, if you will, same scenario, and you invite some folks. Maybe you were iffy on them, right? You invite some folks and you're iffy on them, and then they come because, you know, you're thinking, oh, okay, well, maybe, you know, maybe they truly do care. You know, maybe they were having, you know, how we make excuses. Maybe they were having a bad day, right? So we do that. So then you invite them. They show up, but they show up 30 minutes late. But they still manage to make it to when your name is called. So when they call your name, you look in the crowd. They leaned over. Some of them sleep. Some of the other ones are playing on their cell phone. They don't heard your whole name, honey. And they plan on their cell phone looking down. Some of them got their headphones on. And then as soon as they hear your name, they kind of shake their head and, and sit up, and then you get like a, a, a half-hazard clap. Not the big jumping up, cheering, shouting, screaming, roaring type of celebration. You get the congratulations. Can't nobody even hear it. Congratulations. Yay, you did it, girl. You did it. Okay, so I'm fixing to go. I'm gonna grab my purse and I'm gonna go because they don't call her name. So I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not gonna stay to see nothing else. They called her name. I showed up. Yep, I showed up. So here's my support. I hope you saw me. Yeah, good job. And then you look back, and they are leaving the entire. <laughs> they leaving job. They done did their part. They showed up. To in their minds, I showed up. I'm showing I support you. Mm, okay. So which 
level of support would you prefer? The one that they like halfway sleep, playing on their cell phones, listening to their music, ain't really paying attention to the ceremony. I mean, I know the ceremonies are boring, y'all, but y'all just bear with me. I know they're boring, but still. And then, you know, they leaning over almost sleep, shake their heads or whatever when they hear your name, look up, eyes open, see you walking the stage. Congratulations. Can't nobody even hear it. Congratulations. You go, girl. Can't nobody hear it. But the people that are truly happy for you, the whole crowd, audience, everyone hears them roar. They hear them. They may even laugh because they're so passionate about letting you know, baby, we see you, and baby, we are here. We are celebrating you. Let me take a couple of pictures. We're going to call your name so you can turn around. Let's go ahead and record you walking across the stage so we can reminisce about this later because you did it, boo. You did that. It's a totally different energy when you are dealing with people that genuinely want to see you win as opposed to people that are halfway on the fence. One day they may want to see you win. The next day they may not. It just depends on their mood. It depends on their attitude. You better pay attention to that boo-boo. I'm just saying. Pay close attention to those people that do not want to celebrate you because they're going to show you. You don't have to second-guess it. You don't have to guess it. They are going to show you. I ain't got time for this. They're going to show you by their action. You don't have to second-guess it. You don't have to wonder. Because based on how they treat you, based on how they talk to you, they're going to expose their truth. But when they do expose their truth, how are you going to handle it? Are you going to confront it? Are you going to cover it up? Or are you going to literally say, okay, I know what I need to do, and then do it? Because at the end of each day, you should always be your biggest cheerleader. No matter what it is that you are going through, no matter what it is that you are coming out of, no matter what it is that you are going to, you should always be your biggest cheerleader. So even when don't nobody else believe in you, when don't nobody else celebrate you, you should be the one celebrating yourself. So this morning when I woke up, <laughs> I'm just I'm being real transparent with y'all. So this morning when I woke up, I found myself, and I haven't done this in a long time, but I am not even going to lie. It felt so good. And what I noticed is that it changed the trajectory of my day. And so what I did, I went to the bathroom, and I was looking in the mirror, and I was like, you are absolutely beautiful. You deserve every good and perfect thing that comes your way. You deserve to be full of joy. You deserve a promotion. You deserve everything that God has in store for you. You were so wonderfully made. You are so unique. Girl, you borderline genius. Yeah, no, you are genius. <laughs> So I just went on and on and on and on affirming myself so that that way I wasn't waiting for someone else to do it. And what I recognized is by my doing that, 
I drew positive to me. And it was, I'm, y'all, it was such a good feeling. It was such a good feeling to be in an atmosphere because I went on another day. Well, it was an unexpected date, but nevertheless, I went on a date today. And so the date that I went on, we have been conversing off and on for a while. We didn't converse for about two weeks, and we Zoomed each other, but we haven't physically seen each other. So this particular day, today, we saw each other. By the time that date was over, this man has scheduled another date and then another date. So he has scheduled two more dates for us. And I was like, wow, Lord, all because when I woke, this is what I believe. You may believe different. But I believe it's because when I woke up this morning, I affirmed myself first. I didn't wait for somebody else to do it. I did it myself. And so I drew positive to me. And when I tell you that man had me laughing so hard, I was crying at the restaurant, crying. I'm talking about crying. Oh, my God, he's hilarious. He's a comedian. But anyway, so I had so much fun that I was like, it's all in your attitude. It's all, you already know that this is what's on the inside of you. Certain people have tried to come, and I know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I know that. But I do believe that certain people on assignment, whatever you want to call it, certain people, certain energies, whatever you want to call it, come into our presence to kind of rock the boat a little bit. And so sometimes it may be intimidation. They just might be intimidated by you. They might feel as if the level that you're at or how much joy you have and all this other stuff, you ain't supposed to have all of that. So I'm going to find a way to snipe it. I'm going to find a way to sift it out. I'm going to find a way. And so it's like I literally felt a cloud over me for a moment. But by the time he and I got done having our conversation, we met up at 11.45 a.m. We did not part ways until 2.45. We had so much dialogue. And I was like, wow, Lord, this is what makes the difference. It makes a difference when you literally realign yourself, get your thoughts together, affirm yourself, remind yourself of what it is that you have to offer this world, even if no one has ever taken the time to tell you. Sometimes you got to write it down. Sometimes you really got to write it down. And even if you don't believe it, sometimes you got to continue to recite it if you hear other people saying those things about you. Because I had a moment where when I did have the little cloud over me, well, when it started, um, a little cloud over me, that one of my colleagues sent me a message to reaffirm me. That lifted, I mean, it, you know, it made me cry for a moment, but then it lifted my spirits because I was like, you don't have to define yourself by one individual. And sometimes we do that. We do that with our parents, not everybody, but some of us. We try our best to make sure that we meet our parents' expectations, and by doing that, we put them on this pedestal. And when we put them on a pedestal and we feel as if we disappointed them, it affects us. And it affects us to a, a level of sometimes it takes, it's harder to get out and away from how heavy we feel from disappointing a parent. For some people, it may be a relationship. 
you put this person on a pedestal. So then the minute that you falter, the minute that you couldn't make this or you couldn't do this or, you know, I I normally cook for you and I could, I'm sorry, I had so much going on at work, I just didn't get a chance. And then, you know, they're feeling some type of way. So now you're feeling some type of way. We do it with so much. So it felt good for me to remind myself, hold up, wait a minute, let me put some boom in it. Honey bun, you are that, and then some. And then it made a world of difference for my day. And I was like, okay, so that's what it is. You need, and and I've heard people say it, but you know what? You can say it a thousand times until that person gets it in their spirit. Baby, they not going to do it. So I've heard people say over and over again, you need to say your daily affirmations. You need to write them down, make them plain. If you are somebody that is like, but what do I tell myself? Or what do I say about myself? Or I don't even know where to start. Like I had to tell my son, start with what you told me. When you were having a conversation with me and you were dreaming out loud and you were telling me what you wanted for your life, and what start there. When you're having conversations with your best friend and you're t- you're dreaming out loud, write that stuff down. Write your vision down and make it plain. Even when it comes to how you want to be treated, don't take it for granted. Start to write that stuff down. I need for him to open up doors for me, baby, because this one did that. I need for him to affirm me. You're beautiful. You deserve better. Here are some words to encourage you. And then send me like five different things before we even had the date to reaffirm me. When you start to see yourself in a different light, you will draw that energy to yourself. If you are telling yourself, I don't deserve love, I don't deserve to be in a relationship, I don't deserve this, when you start to tell yourself that, that's what's going to manifest. But when you start to speak those things that be not as though they are, then you will look up and be like, ooh, ooh, okay, okay, we doing it like this now? The respect factor is there? The honor is there? The reverence is there? Oh, what? God, I see you. When we begin to literally reaffirm ourselves, shutting the mouth of the enemy and doing right by us, raising the standard and sticking to it, then you will draw the right energy to you. That's what I believe. So this is going to end my episode on today. I do hope that I was able to encourage at least one person because by doing that, then I did what I was supposed to do. However, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.